0: Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David Medeiros, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast and please subscribe. All right, welcome back to part two of our conversation about preparedness we got into some of the i think some of the big picture scenarios last week and so today let's talk a little bit about what it takes to be self-reliant in this scenario you know the big thing that i come back to and just one of the reasons i'm here is i think that being self-sufficient in your energy needs you know really across the board is incredibly important You know, I think one of the things we've used in our advertising is, you know, don't be sitting in the dark hoping, right? I mean, I'm the kind of guy, I don't know about you, if there's a train crossing the road and I can turn around and probably drive 20 minutes out of the way to keep moving and not have to just sit there, unfortunately, that's probably me too. (laughs) And I don't know that it has to do with patience as much as it just has to do with, you know, if I know this other way will get me there in, in 20 minutes, I still know that I'm doing something. And probably the power being out is one of the most hated things because there's nothing you can do about it if you're just, you know, John Q. Public. I mean, I can't right. go help those guys put the wire back up or whatever. So that's just uh, sorry for my little... <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's back exactly back off the soapbox right, on it. Yeah. So what does that mean in this time when so many things are just
1: weird? Weird, <laughs> Feel like they're on the verge uh, yeah. at some point you know
0: what's the best way to get started on being independent what would you say is our easiest way i would even you know i will we'll say the least expensive but what's the baby step that if you you know if you only had a couple hundred bucks from your tax refund what would you do
1: the first thing i would do is figure out what it would take to run a water source that's my first deal without water. We don't survive period. That's the end of us. I mean, you know, you three days, no clean water, you're done. I mean, that's, that's it. And so that's the first thing I would do. And and I say that, I don't mean you have to go figure out how to run your well pump or anything like that. Maybe it's just getting water out of a, a cistern well, maybe it's getting it out of a spring, but there's just no way to really, you know, with a little 12 volt pump Solar panel.
0: Yeah, so we've got those. Yeah. Is that even flow?
1: Yeah, even flow. We've you know, got even yeah.
0: flows, then we've got yeah. we've got some. We still have the, the German.
1: Don't have any Grumfoss left. They're a great pump, and they're a deep well pump. We're actually looking for another source on the deep well pumps. But to me, that's my first train of thought, is if I have fresh water, not only do I have a way for myself and my family to drink fresh water, I now have a resource to trade.
0: Well, and the big thing there is there's, there's so much – know associated with hygiene and that's right. probably you know that's going to wipe out more people in any kind of it is i than mean it is it's just yeah. people not you know. not taking proper care of their personal hygiene needs that sort of thing right. i would add to that so i would say i mean obviously the water is you know on a one to hundred scale i mean it's a ten thousand, right i mean water is going to be huge to that that the next thing that that i would be looking for is some way to monitor communication yeah, I mean, that's, yep. you know, so if it's as simple as our little handheld solar panel to keep a, a radio charged right. up and just to monitor what's going on in those type of situations, just information. And if it's and we go back to the example that I was giving in our, our episode last week it was talking about my my brother being down in Homestead when Andrew came through, you know, just something as simple as. You know, where to go if you're injured? Where, where right. did yeah. where to do this? Where to that? I mean, yeah. if you don't know how to do those things and the only way you're gonna know is is basically having some type of communication device, then you know, you're in a you're kinda in a world of hurt. What would be the smart thing to do? Again, going back to that idea, let's just say we got a couple hundred bucks from got our money back from Uncle Sam that he held for a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. First off, I would buy a hundred watt mono solar panel. That's the very first purchase I'd make. I see what money I had left over after that point, which is going to be, I mean, there you have to have a couple hundred dollars or, you know, two, $300, you're going to have a hundred to $200 left. I mean, that's just what you're going to have left. I would probably at that point buy some type of small charge controller, 10, 20 amp, going to be a, a 30 to $40 type of a unit. And then I'm going to buy a small 300 watt pure sine inverter. You know, there again, it's going to be about a 40, $50 unit. And we use the rest of that money to go buy a deep cycle battery you know we would recommend like a trojan t1275 which is a 12 volt 12 volt battery it's going to be about 150 amp hour so that will allow you to use that 300 watt and it will allow you to use that 300 watt inverter you know depending on how much sunlight you get you know that solar panel is going to make about 500 watts a day on average you know so i can now Maybe I can charge that radio back up, you know, if I have a wireless radio or a, you know, just a well, battery what, what radio.
0: What you could probably even do there is, you know, you could get your cell phone going back up and get back yeah. on the I, internet possibly. Yeah. Even, I mean, there, depending you, on how bad definitely.
1: Cell phones, I mean, take very, very little power. And this is all pure sign. That's why you said that you're, yeah, you know, pure sign. Because if it's something of that nature, you know, natural disaster, more like a, you know, a hurricane, tornado, you know, ice storm, things of that nature, you know, Everything's going to be up and running. Then I mean, there's yeah, even down community. in Homestead, right. we had there's we had going had to be communications phones, going. Right. I mean, so so if that's the little stuff that I would that I would go for. Now, if it was a, a major event, there again, that's when we're probably talking about water. I'm not worried so much about water in a smaller event as I am in a in a, a large well, event. I mean, you but that. I do want, but I <laughs> you do want water. Say
0: that that was a big deal. Yeah,
1: and the, I think it was a huge deal the there, hurricane. Andrew. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, you had well, you had Anheuser Busch that was actually. Just canning water. I mean, that's, I mean, sending truck and truckloads of canned water, you know, because there again, if you don't have a way of getting fresh water, you're in trouble. I mean, that's just the, the number one deal. You're in trouble, you know. And everybody says, "Well, I can boil water, and I can do well." Good luck if you don't have any power. I mean, you know, maybe you have a gas well, grill or charcoal and, grill. And, but- and
0: you and I were talking the other day. The interesting thing about that, if you're listening to this, you're probably not just your average Joe. I mean, you're you're somebody that probably has some good concepts of being independent the challenge you get in with that in my opinion is that everybody thinks that they can do that and it's like we were talking about right. yesterday we were talking about well if we ran you know if something bad happened we'd go out and just hunt deer yeah. and the thing is everybody everybody's thinking is that bad. everybody with a gun is thinking that well they'll just go hunt deer and it's going to be about you know 35 minutes before there ain't no more deer (laughs)
1: right you know and and you know we did talk about about your you know you know back in
0: was it your dad or your yeah so
1: so it was my father who was 70 year old he was almost 20 years old before he saw his first deer and was over 25 year old before he saw his first turkey in the state of missouri now if you come to the state of missouri now and told (laughs) you know and, and try to say that you're gonna be like You're crazy. Like squirrels. Yeah. (laughs) And my dad lived in the woods almost all of his life. I mean, that's all he did was I mean, they were they were farmers, they were country folk, you know, and this was somebody who was living in the woods all his life, you know, and he was that age before he saw the first because at that time before regulation that's what everybody thought. I and mean, everybody was hungry in the 30s and the, you know, coming out of the 30s, they were hungry. Yeah, the Depression. And- That's right. So everybody thought, you I'll bet- just go hunt a deer. You look like you're deer.
0: awake or you might get eaten. That's right. So <laughs> that
1: was the deal. You know, everybody thought, I'll go hunt a deer. Well, they hunted deer into almost extinction in the state of Missouri, you know. So it's and, very interesting.
0: And you know. so we come back to that is that unless you have been through one of those events, and I feel, you know, both sad and lucky that I was able to go through some of that with my brother. And I hate that he had to go through it. And he lost everything, but it also really resonates that you say, "Well, I'll just boil water." Okay, what's it take to boil water? It's got to take a heat source. So, what does that That's mean? Right. Well, that means you know either propane or you know natural gas. Obviously, electricity. But we're we're saying, okay, you don't have electric right now. So, okay, so you got propane, natural gas, or firewood, and you don't realize until you're in one of these scenarios that you know if it's a hurricane, there's not anything dry from a hundred miles around. Right. So let's try to burn it. Well that's not gonna work. And if there's a store open that had a propane cylinder that you could buy, you know, it would be worth more than gold. You I mean, won you the lottery if you got it, it. Yeah. yeah. So it's gotta be you preparing in advance, knowing right. a plan and knowing that you've got these things handled. And if part of your, you know, your plan says go out and do something that everybody else is going to try to do you've probably got a bad plan right i mean that's just and, yeah, and it's, thinking it's that you're going to just you know davy crockett and, you know hunt and fish and right well that's what every you know schmuck that you know that's thinks you've right. got a great plan you need to be ready with these things so stepping it up then what's kind of our next or let's say a medium step so let's say that They heard the podcast from Wes and Dave and they're like, screw that. I'm not (laughs) going to, I'm not going to be just trying to get my AM FM radio going. I want, you know, I want to be able to. The next step
1: up, you know, and this is coming from somebody that's never lived through this, right? Because the events that I'm thinking of have never happened, you know, at a point that would ever cause the devastation we're talking about. But the next thing is actually being able to keep things cool. So, Let's just say that you are yeah, ice fortunate enough <laughs> that you did go out and bag a deer. And it's 90 degrees outside. One day, you've got one day before that meat starts to turn. If you cannot keep it cool in some sort of manner. you know. So now I need at least a system to keep my refrigerator and freezer and, going. And ice, hang it up. Yeah, hang it up. That's right. I mean, if I can at least keep some of it, you know. and there again... Because what good does it do you to go out and kill a deer if you get one day Because the chances of you going out and killing a deer every day, Wes just said it. You're going to kill them all out real quick. I mean, because you're only going in a certain small area. You're going to have them all killed out pretty quick. I mean, you know, so, but if I can keep that cool, now I have a food source. Now I can worry about other things in life for a little bit, you know, and maybe there again, maybe if it's, I don't have any propane or I don't have electricity now I need a wood source, so I've got to and, go, you know.
0: And let me come back to that. And it's almost like we had a plan on this, which is not true. Yeah. <laughs> we never have a plan on it. Never But had a plan. you come back to that. I keep going back to the hurricane is that if you watch the news, I don't know how much you remember. Katrina, you know, Katrina's the same way. When you saw the news, what did you see them doing? Well, one, they were unloading tons of bottles of water, right? So right. it's the first thing we talked about, tons of bottles of water. And one of the second or third things you would usually see them unloading is ice. Yep. Right. And guess why they were bringing in water? And guess why they were bringing in ice? Because people didn't have any. I mean, that's one of the big keys to this, is because of exactly what you just said there. And it's not just if you shot a deer, it's like, okay, well, if I actually had a pack of baloney,
1: right. You know,
0: once I open that refrigerator door, you know, twice, I've lost it. Right. I've lost all my cooling. And so now I've got to cool it another way. And you're spot on. I mean, the other thing is, you know, keeping your food right. safe. And that's, right. that goes back to what we, I can't remember if we were talking about today or we were talking about last week, we're talking about, you know, it's not the storm necessarily that, that kills you. It's, that's right. It's the it's, after. You know, afterwards, yep. it's, it's hygiene and all these type yeah. of things and not eating spoiled meat. So in our instances here, so one of the big things that I've learned. And we are I've may mentioned this before you know we're looking at had the real privilege to be able to look at building a house here in Missouri in the next couple of years, and we are planning on building an earth burned house and yeah. one of the one of the big things about that that just you know i just love i love finding stuff out like this is that you know if your building is below ground is that that temperature pretty much stays at a constant, I want to say it was 54.
1: Between 54 and 62, depending on that area.
0: And you think about that. I mean, the very, I would say cool thing, but that's too much of a (laughs) horrible pun. The very interesting thing about that is, let's just say, for some reason it seems like 54 was what I was reading about in Missouri. Most most caves in
1: Missouri are 54. Yeah.
0: You think about that is that if you're at 54 degrees, it's very easy then – You're only talking about 18 degrees to raise it to 72. Right. And you're only talking about 22 to take it down to freezing. So that zone really positions you extremely well then to easily heat and cool. You compare that to, you know, let's say a hot day in July is going to be 80 degrees or whatever. And then trying to bring that down... Or worse here would be winter, which is you're at negative something, (laughs) trying to bring that up to 68. There's a ton of energy, either electricity or, you know, gas or wood pellets, whatever you're using. You got to work hard to get that up to that temperature. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the first things I would look at is, you know, is having something, you know, even if it's, you know, the clamp, it's root cellar, that would be a great Resource to have available to you. you. Don't want to be digging that after the storm. It's too late. <laughs> you'll, you'll never. I mean,
1: but well, I say it's too late. I mean, you just don't want to be doing it no, after the storm. I th- mean,
0: but if you had, you know, something simple like some of our DC freezers and that sort of DC refrigerator, right, in an area like that, it'd be incredibly. Oh yeah, I efficient mean, would you it know,
1: not? You know. Oh, that's exactly right. I mean, so as you're using your refrigerators and freezers, and this is not just preparedness in the preparedness field, this is overall, if you call in and say, Hey, I, you know, I want to make sure I've heard your deal and I want to make sure that I could go ahead and, and power my unit. You got to let us know where that's going to be at. Cause is it going to be in a house that's above level, doesn't have a basement that there again, it, it's very possible that it could be without the use of air conditioning. It could be 80 degrees in that home because if it's So it's going to work a lot harder on that refrigerator being as it's my DC which are the most efficient, but if it was my DC or an AC refrigerator, it's going to work a lot harder than if I had it in a unit that I only had to bring that temperature down, you know, 22 degrees because, you know, it's sitting there on the outside temperature at 54. So all I have to do is bring it down on, on down to that.
0: When you when you open, you're dumping all of that. Right, right. That,
1: you're dumping all your cold air, and you know, got
0: to replace it. And you know, better to replace yeah. it up from 54 than to replace it from 80. That's
1: right. That's exactly right. So that's why you know some of our new freezers. You know, people have asked us, you know, what's this in here for? And the two larger freezers, they have glass doors. You open up the the top, right. which is a solid top, but you open it up, and there's two glass doors, and they and they slide. They're sliding doors, and everybody's like, well, what is that for? It's because when you open it up, unless you know exactly where that, you know, piece of meat that you want to get out of that freezer is at, you know, you've got to open it up and then you're letting all of that air go out. But now I open While it up. While you stand there looking. Right. As I stand there looking, now I found it. I see it. I slide it open, grab it, slide it back. Very, very minimal air loss coming out of that, you know, and cooling loss coming out of that. So that is a really good feature that's on our DC appliances right now. And so on our freezers. And there again, that's on the two larger models.
0: I mean, and you think about it. I mean, if you have ever been in the Seven Eleven, stop and rob, right. And you go to the, you know, the little Nestle box or whatever. It is, right. it's, its It's got glass. It's got so glass, so you can see so it. You can that's see right. where you're.
1: They don't want you opening that up, you fishing know? around for yeah. an hour. And that's the same <laughs> reason they have their their glass front. You know, all their glass front stuff. You know, it's it's so you can see it. So you just open that door. You know, you go open that door and stand there with it open about two minutes and see if somebody didn't come tell you to shut that door. They understand it. You know, that's that's part of the, that's one of the big costs of the you know, grocery stores and stuff is having to run those coolers all the time, you know, to keep that stuff cool, you know. So
0: so I would say moving on to the next, probably the, you know, the third, in my opinion, or depending on which we get there and argue about it. I think the next one we would say is, you know, shelter. And with, with shelter comes, you know, warmth right you know making sure that and i think the biggest thing there before we get into the really luxury side which we talked about you know the big thing there is realizing that electrical heat is takes a lot
1: ton a ton number one consumer of electricity is electrical heat and that can be either heating water heating food or heating the air so electric water heater electric furnace, or electric range to actually cook your food and stuff on. So that's your three biggest consumers of electricity.
0: And I think the wise thing here, and while we're in the business of, you know, selling electrical appliances and electricity, I think the wise thing here is just to, you know, point out is that to know when it's time to introduce a different power source. And in this case, you know, wood or propane for heating purposes is when you say, until we talk about heat pump, that those in an emergency situation are probably going to be the most Yeah,
1: pro- propane or wood. It's are going to, to be, be the,
0: the least you know, expensive, the quickest, yeah. you know, you can go pro- buy a...
1: Propane's the quickest if you have it there, you have the heater there, that's by far the quickest. There's no scenario that I can think without being a tornado, something that's just totally destroys the landscape that you're in, that would affect propane. I mean, that's yeah. about the only thing that would affect propane and it being able to deliver heat into your home.
0: You know, obviously, the challenge with it is it's not renewable. It's not renewable. And, 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 to and the and we're point. not saying that right. in the even really in the green sense. Although that's true in the green sense, it's just when that tank's empty, that tank's empty.
1: Right, right. When it runs out of, of fuel, unless you have a, a fuel truck that can come replenish yeah. it, you're out. I mean, it's done. So,
0: so I would say in this case, unless we need to stop and pick up something, if you got anything else here, because the other thing I would just move on to is saying when we talk about. You know, having maybe a little more comfortable lights-out situation is when we actually do have, you know, solar-powered heating and air conditioning units here. Yeah. I yeah. mean.
1: That takes it to the next level. <laughs> that that takes it into the luxury level because, you know, back in history, I mean, it's only been just a little over— you know, 75 years that we've had air conditioning, uh, you know, carrier when that, right. (laughs) You know, so, but now then we don't think we can live without it, I mean, it's just, you know, and we've conditioned ourselves to that way. And so unfortunately, if it was a big event, you know, that would go away unless you're there again, set back up on a system like our mini split systems, which are a heating and cooled unit that are solar battery power. I mean, you, you use a battery bank and then solar power or wind power, Recharge that battery bank, and that is just something that if you had it, I mean, you're going to be looked upon as the king in the area. I mean, you know, people are going to want to come live with you because you have, you know,
0: which is another challenge in and of itself, yeah, yeah, that's
1: right, that's right. So, but that's kind of living the luxury. But here's the deal I'm not telling you to go out and buy this just because something was going to happen, this is something you can put in to reduce your energy bills now, and then if the just a, just a bonus, if you inevitable <laughs> or you know, worst case scenario comes, it's already there. It's kind of like having insurance, really, is what it is. I mean, I can't go to the insurance company and say, "Hey, I need to buy insurance on my truck." You know, <laughs> they say, "Okay, well, you know, let's go look at it." Well, I just wrecked it, so you know, that's too late. I mean, that, that you know, you're kind of too late at that point. You know, so you know, as you're listening to us on this podcast right now, just think about that. You pay every month or every six months or every three months, however you do your insurance or every year. You pay for something that you hope to never ever use. And that's what we're the cool thing about our stuff is you can use it now. Right.
0: Everything we're talking about you know,
1: is you're not just you know, and we hope you never have to use it in the capacity we've just talked about, you know. But it's usable now. So unlike insurance, it's better, you well, know.
0: And so. thing is, I would bet that the AC unit and all uh, or the split is probably has a quicker payback than seven or eight years, which
1: we know. Oh, it to does. About. It does. But, but that's one of the efficient. big
0: things here is that you buy it seven or eight years, you've paid for it. And almost everything we talk about has at least a 20 year warranty on it. Yeah. And they're going to far exceed that just because, you know, just something like a, you know, the solar panel doesn't have any moving parts to it or anything like that. So
1: it's like your truck, you know, it's got a, 72,000 mile warranty on it well i'm not buying a truck if if i think it's only going to go 72,000 right. miles and lay down you know i expect that it'll go 300,000 miles you know i mean or i would have never purchased it to begin with yeah. so that's the same so, thing uh,
0: and on these i mean eight years in a wake-up you're making money
1: right that's right you know and here's the deal with the eight years because i've had this discussion a lot and i don't get going to go off on a soapbox here but if you were spending a hundred dollars a month right now, Wes, with your electric bill, and you came and bought the equipment that it took to eliminate that bill today, you came and spent and you said, Well, how long is it going to take to pay off? And I would say eight years. But here's the deal, and Wes just come wrote me a check for and I said the ten thousand dollars would do that. He's already used to spending a hundred dollars a month. So that hundred dollars a month that he was going to give to somebody, the electric company, he now gets to retain that, or he could put back in his own account. Basically, it's going to go back to him. So eight years later,
0: which is ninety six, you months, you
1: you save all that money 9, back up, bucks. right? You know what I mean. So you are going to save all that money back up over that time. It's not that it's free; it's just that it you were going to well, you had a sunk cost it is to begin after eight years. That's right. And after eight years, it's totally free. But even at that point, you were still going to spend a hundred dollars a month. It's just, did you choose to do it one time or did you choose to do it?
0: I had somebody the other day on one of the social medias chastise me because we've got, we've got some panels in here right now that we're selling for 54 cents a watt. And they posted back that, well, I'm only, you know, buying my energy for, I think it was 12 cents a watt or something like that. And it was like, right. And what do you get for your 12 cents? You just get that energy. Do you get the you know I think I message him back, and ask him, do you get to keep the coal fired plant right at the end of that exactly right. <laughs> because at the end of the fifty four cents you own the power company right so yeah it's it's yeah. kind of interesting how folks
1: best think. best <laughs> analogy for that one is is I can go buy a car and use it however I want. I can use it as little as I want or I can use it as much as I want so long as I don't exceed what it can do, or I can go lease that car, and three years later they get the car. And I get bumpkiss. I get nothing, you know. And so that's kind of the way I've always explained it. I mean, it's leasing a car or buying a car. Mind myself, I don't like to rent and I don't like to lease. I like to know that my money is actually going to go somewhere, that I have some chance of getting all my money back at or or at least a partial return on my money, you know. So, And with solar equipment, you get all of it back. I mean, you're going to eventually get it. I mean, there again, you know, especially in the grid tie situation, that's not what we're talking about. But And the wind, I mean, it is crazy. I mean, you know, I had a guy call me from Scotland yesterday, from one of the islands in Scotland. His average wind was 24 mile an hour a day. And he said, that blows 24 hours a day. He said, I'm up on a hill in Scotland. He said, it blows constantly. You know, that one generator is going to produce on average about 30 kilowatts a day. And he only uses 28 kilowatts (laughs) a day. So you're going to take, you know, he had to buy his battery, bank, but you're talking about a... $4,500 setup that he's going to totally be, you know, off the grid. And did he say what he was paying? In Scotland, he was paying 33 cents a kilowatt hour, 33 cents a kilowatt hour, and using 28 kilowatts a day. Now, that math, I'm not going to get into it right now, but that is a big amount. Matter of fact, we figured it up within about two years. He's totally paid off. And less, I guarantee you less,
0: that, that wind turbine was gonna be running Yeah. Less
1: <laughs> well, than two years. Well. Well past that. Well Hell past, past that. that. You know what I mean? So and so with that, he immediately was just ecstatic. And there was a a big monastery on the on the same island. And he said, I'm gonna go talk to the abbot today. We're putting these all over, you know. So <laughs> It was pretty interesting. It was a pretty interesting phone call. So we've we've been corresponding here back and forth today a little bit. He's trying to figure out all the ins and outs of exactly what he wants to put in there. But it's a pretty neat deal.
0: Okay. So just like us, we got off on a tangent. I think just in wrapping this little two-part series up, it's easy enough to get started. You could get started with, what's your number?
1: You can get started with $200 200 easy. 200
0: bucks. And that will at least let you hear what's going on. That's right. Keep you powered up on a radio. Keep you powered up on a cell phone and, and that sort of thing. Mid range. What did we what, when we were talking about mid range? Just saying, if you if you needed to keep freezers and a refrigerator,
1: mid range, you're going to be running around 1500 $1, two thousand, depending. You know, typically about fifteen hundred dollars. You know, on a on a mid range system, and then to just kind of go all out. Not, I say go all out, but, you know, on a good off-grid system, they're getting, we're not running, you know, our big electric furnaces. I can run a, a split phase on this, yeah, you know, or a split this. phase. You're going to be around $4,000, you know, so.
0: And then if you wanted to do everything, soup, nuts, and everything, take your power bill times 96.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: I mean, that's an easy place to kind of get. Easy place. And then, of course, you certainly call and talk with our salespeople, and they can help you do some monitoring and figure out, you know, look at your power bill and figure out what it's costing you and that sort of thing. How many kilowatts you're using, that sort of thing.
1: Right. You know, I myself, and I know Wes is kind of this way a little bit, you know, I myself, I think of this as I've done solar. I've kind of thought of it as a race. And I'm never going to cross the finish line if I don't start the race. I mean, if, I don't, if I don't step my foot across the start line, I'm never going to cross the finish line. So if you're thinking about anything to do with wind and solar and how my how I can be more self reliant, you've got to start. If you don't start, you'll never finish. I mean, you know, well, so.
0: and I would close with a couple other things: is having been through Andrew Hurricane Andrew and my brother, you need to realize how realistic it is that. Yeah. you know we're we're not talking about a you know a a huge political event. this simple weather event could could interrupt your life and and you know doing some of this now would make that a lot better a lot for, for you and your family. I would also say for certain if you are doubtful about this or you know scoff at what's going, get ted Koppel's book the lights out book that's a he did a very good job researching that and and very factual and you know, we could all talk about you know what we think of the news media on different levels, but but I think his research he did here is very factual. A lot of good information there, so check that out. Anything else we need to add to this as we wrap it up?
1: Nope. I think just be aware and get prepared.
0: Yeah, like I think I said in the ad, just don't sit in the dark hoping. That's right. You can start right. doing some action today. All right. Well, thank you very much for downloading, and we'll get back with you here shortly and bring you some more podcasts when. David figures out what else we need to talk about. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at MWANDS.com. You can follow us on our website, M1s.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at M1s.com and buy some stuff. Buying Stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's Doggy Chicken Treats coming. Thanks again.